apologies to those tuning in in the hope of hearing the mellow tones and effortless charisma of Tim Burke. I have returned from leave and have re-seized the EGLSN microphone. But the good news for all of you out there is that to make up for that disappointment, I have a pair of wonderful guests to command your attention. None other than editor Sam McClary and head of content Emily Wright. Great to have you both here. Great to be here, Jess, and I'd much rather be here with you than Tim Burke. <laughs> <laughs> so to Ooh, steal Sam. <laughs> you're going to ruin his Sunday when he hears that uh, to, to steal a catchphrase from Tim last week uh, shall we do small talk first I think I think that was I think that's something that, that can really take off so shall we do small talk first how have you been this week what have you been up to he's got away with words hasn't he that Tim Burke uh I'm just back from a week of holiday like you Jess mm. Uh, which I not together we should we should hasten to not together um <laughs> so just going back into the a bajillion emails that you get of course um and just um relearning how to work because I spent most of my time off completely disconnecting which was very nice indeed um and eating a bit too much cheese <laughs> probably and Emily well, I mean, everybody on the EG team knows that I've been, I'm, I've moved house this week. So, Congratulations. Uh, yeah. in fact, I'm still in the process of moving house because it always takes about 17 years longer than you're expecting. Um, but no, it's all good. And I'm getting used to um, difficulties with Wi-Fi because I've moved to the countryside, um, which is lovely. More fields, less internet connectivity. Um, <laughs> so that is the payoff. Um, uh, but it's great thank you so enjoying it but we we are actually still in the process of moving so if, if you hear any loud crashes or anything um, and I haven't managed to move quickly enough it's probably someone dropping something or something that we've moved from one house to the other not quite making it at the final hurdle <laughs> <laughs> thank you for squeezing us in I think we've had Emma and Pui on recently talking about flat renovation work so perhaps uh, we should get the three of you on, on together and just have a, a dedicated special on uh, new homes and uh, how to make them work and uh, uh, in particular how to how to get the right wi-fi which one of them is going to be lewis what lawrence llewellyn bowen or whatever his name was eg oh, that, changing rooms oh imagine if we just got if we got emma and emily to swap and then emma decorated emily's new house and emily went in and decorated emma's flat that'd be fantastic i think i i think that emma's um, emma's taste would probably be quite awesome i think you know mm. I, I wish i thought of it earlier <laughs> <laughs> uh, a feature for early in the new year. Uh, so um, our main focus this week uh, is a topic about which I know very little talent. But fortunately, uh, Sam and Emily, you both have bags of talent to spare. So uh, let's begin with your leader, Sam. Uh, understanding the wants and needs of talent has never been more important. Discuss. Yes, discuss. Yes. Um, I do have bags of talent. I wish I had it actually within me, not externally <laughs> to me uh, as well. But um, yeah, I think, you know, look, um, there's been so many um, uh, headlines and and um, paragraphs written about the Great Resignation at the moment. And, that you know, after the, I said nearly two years, I suppose now, um, mm. that we've been through, a lot of people are, you know, reassessing what's important to them and we're seeing a lot of people millions of people around the world get changing jobs thinking this isn't for me and and really focusing in on what is valuable to them and in this new world what is valuable to 
to people isn't necessarily what we thought what we used to think it was you know it's not all about a big pay packet although that is nice um and it's not all about a a office with a with a foosball table, which we used to have one of those in mm. Coburn, do you remember? And I hated I it because it was so bloody noisy and people were having fun and I didn't like that at all. Um, <laughs> but there's a real, you know, you've really got to think about individuals, what individ- individuals need and want and what's important to them. And we've written quite a lot recently. So, you know, last week we were writing about um, the growth of B Corps in, in real estate and why they're growing and and how actually a lot of um, talent is demanding that companies, one, know what their purpose is and that it is um, uh, as important to them, if not more important to them than profit. Um, and, and, you know, then we've seen people like DPE with their social impact um, strategy and that being yes for um, the the people around the developments that they deliver but also you know that's really important for them for for staff retention and talent talent attraction because people want to work for a place that they feel good about working for so yeah i think it's it's hugely important and hugely important for this industry because this industry does not work without people you know and then mm. and this this whole world doesn't work without real estate because we're the we're the sector that delivers things, that builds places, that builds, you know, the spaces in between that is delivering all of the infrastructure that we need for the lives that we're currently living, warehouses, data centers, life science labs, you name it, this this sector delivers it. So if you don't have the talent, then it's screwed. Well said. There ended uh, my monologue. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, fittingly, uh, this week, uh, our magazine boasts a bumper-packed talent special, uh, looking at uh, several of those aspects and, and, and more. And it begins with a look at neurodiversity, as investigated by our wonderful Piers Wayner. So, uh, Emily, what did he learn? Well, it was, I mean, he, we did a piece um, a few weeks ago looking at sort of neuro, neurodiversity within the industry. And then we thought it'd be really interesting to kind of dig deeper into that and look at, um, you know, how to attract and retain neurodiverse talent. Um, because everybody knows that a diverse workforce is a more successful workforce. And we look at workforces and diversity within workforces from a number of different angles, but not actually that often through that neurodiverse lens. Um, and there are certain people out there who can bring incredible things to a, to a business and to an industry. So that's one issue. It's about how, you know, re- recognising that. But the other issue is how to attract them, because there are some hurdles when it comes to, um, you know, working within a company or, or whatever it might be in terms of, you know, interaction, um, CVs, interviews, that sort of thing doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily come very naturally to everybody. And there, there is this danger that you can be a business that you just end up hiring people who happen to be good at doing interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, but being good at doing interviews does not a great employee make necessarily. I mean, it, it, it they can, of course, be interconnected, but there are certain people out there that wouldn't be great interviews but we would be fantastic in the role so Mm. Piers has done this piece looking not only at why we need this diverse um, sector and diverse companies but how employees can really focus on making the progress to to getting into that um, sort of much easier and much more um, sort of welcoming basically for everybody and much more inclusive Um, and the 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 headline I believe is inclusion not isolation and that really does speak volumes so 
So that's one piece. And I really recommend anybody um, sort of well, everybody to read that. Hmm. Um, we've also got a piece um, fittingly um, called Playtime's Over. Sam will be pleased to hear it depicts um, as an opening image of a rather macabre, um, slightly spooky, um, close up of a foosball player who's seen better days. Um, covered in cobwebs and looking a bit like something from a horror film. Um, but the whole point of that is, is that we're you know, re-evaluating, you know, bringing people back to the office. And we, it's been talked about again and again and again and again. I think people are sort of on one hand getting bored of it. On the other hand, it just underlines how important it is. But looking at what's going to bring people back and is it going to be, you know, the five-year-ago trend of, you know, ping-pong tables, foosball tables, shelters, Probably not. Um, people working from home enjoyed that, enjoyed their setup. I don't think many people have got helter skelters at home. <laughs> if they do, I'd love to come to the house. Um, but I think that the, the point there is that people have started to really see through that a bit. And what people want is a, is a decent space to come to work, a place where the technology works and is you know arguably these days better than the tech at home because people need to make that choice. Are looking for somewhere which is seamless that's where why we've seen so much activity across um you know the tenant ex experience platforms recently money going into that sector because that i think really is actually helping um those foosball tables and pong and uh, maybe even gyms i'm just not sure that that's what people are after anymore so that's another great piece Please. i was left wondering whether that was our foosball table <laughs> I, I I thought maybe Sam had taken it and and trapped I've it in the basement it. somewhere and occasionally when when frustrated she thrashes it with something like basil fossey. <laughs> I I I put it on a bonfire and I burnt it so no one could ever ever use it again. <laughs> Am I joking? Well, what about what about a shuffleboard table in our office? How about that? <laughs> Although we did like shuffleboard, didn't we? Yeah, that, we did. That's all right. I th um, Sorry, Emily, I disrupted. I disrupted your flow. Oh no, no, don't worry. The internet cut out just at that moment, so it's a perfect time. <laughs> Emily, bef before you move on to the, um, the interview, which I, which was is really um, inspiring, actually, um, I just wanted to jump back to the neurodivergent piece because I think it's. It's so interesting, isn't it? And I think everyone should absolutely read that and take take notes from it. Because even while we were pulling it all together, we we learned, didn't we, in the dis how we've displayed it that there were we had some colours on there originally that yeah um, yeah we had we stopped ourselves and changed because they were colours that would are not you know friendly if you are um, on the autism um, uh, spectrum. Is that yeah? um so we, we you know we went and we we learned to we're like okay well you will use these colors because they're non-aggressive to if mm. if your brain fires in that that way so there's so there's so much to to learn it's really fascinating and, and really important if you want to attract the right talent absolutely no it was um that was really interesting and um you know lessons to be learned across the board so yeah thank you for flagging that um you mentioned the interview. I, yeah, I definitely want to talk about that. Um, it was, I'm not allowed to have favourites and I don't have favourites, mm -hmm. but I have to say it was a very, was a really fun interview to do. It was, um, 
So four executives who were um, originally working for Katera, which was, um, for people who don't know, an absolutely colossal um, modular tech company operating out of the States, backed by SoftBank, raised over $2 billion since its inception in 2015, basically one of the tech titans, and then it all went wrong in June, and it filed for bankruptcy. 7,500 people there or thereabouts lost their jobs. Um, it was a bit of a, you know, a, a sort of a tech shocker um and so these four executives are ex katera executives and they've now joined forces again they've reunited and they are leading the u.s expansion of a london-based um, modular um homes company called modulus um and it was brilliant to speak to them spoke to them from their from where they're based in seattle um and they're planning on doing great things and it's for really inspiring that there is so much um, opportunity after a huge tech company implosion like that. We don't want to see loads of them, obviously, because it is really painful and lots of people end up suffering. But one of the things that they said was they've seen these tiny little sparks of talent just fly out of this company and land in all these different places across the industry. And the point they made is that when you get talent like that, that is basically redistributed you actually end up with a network across the industry that you didn't have before and you can kind of all build together and they're feeling very much like now more than ever they've got people that they know and connections across the construction tech industry and everyone's kind of heading in the same direction so it should really push things forward it was really inspiring and the other thing is is that they happen to all be women and they describe themselves as um, executives who happen to be women rather than women who happen to be executives. And that, for me, is really inspiring. And, you know, we didn't talk about the fact they were women until right at the end of the interview. And they thanked me for not mentioning it until the mm. end. But then when I did mention it, they were all so passionate about it, about it being such an, they know that they have a responsibility as four female ex executives launching a US arm of a company to kind of inspire other women, but they don't want that to be what they're known for. They want to be known for the talent. And they, hmm. honestly, people should read the interview because they articulate that, all four of them, so beautifully. Um, and then on top of that, obviously the main thrust is that, you know, from a talent perspective, from an industry perspective, from a human perspective, if everything kind of goes wrong and you find yourself adrift after the, you know, collapse of a company, it doesn't have to mean the end of the talent. The talent can very much continue as these four executives, not women, as these four executives um, are testament to. So, yeah, I loved interviewing them. They were fantastic. Great. And uh, that's actually a ni nice lead into to what we, uh, I was wanting to talk to Sam uh, about next, because obviously at EG we have a proud history of fostering industry talent uh, with initiatives like our phenomenally successful Future Female Leaders uh, programme, which also involves uh, building networks and, and connecting people ac across across the industry in a similar way to what Emily was just saying. Uh, and Sam, I know you are champing at the bit uh, to spread the word about the very exciting evolution of the programme uh, at uh, a forthcoming event next week. Absolutely. Thank you, Jess. Yes, um, uh, we love the uh, Future Female Leaders programme. We've done two of those, but obviously um, uh, diversity and inclusion is about more than just gender, um, gender diversity. So we have evolved the Future Female Leaders into um, Future Leaders, which uh, uh, is um, lifting up I suppose um, people from across the industry, from all, all sort of all 
different underrepresented groups and and they've gone through that really intense uh ginger um public speaking training uh which i know they've all been been doing uh, uh, uh just putting a lot of a lot of effort into and are now sort of getting ready for their their grand finale which um takes place at the um british museum uh next tuesday tuesday 7th of december uh, and yeah, it's, I'm sure lots of people have already signed up. We've got a, a big group of people coming along, all COVID secure, of course. Um, but just in case anyone uh, hadn't seen seen the programme before, and maybe, you know, they've got a little bit of December blues and want to feel lifted up and inspired and really, you know, so I was going to say touch and feel, but that's wrong. But, <laughs> but really be in the, in the presence of uh, it. <laughs> It's undescribable, actually, when you go to one of these events, because you it is it is so overwhelming in terms of the emotion that comes out from people stood up on stage talking so passionately about this in this industry, doing it without any any notes and standing, you know, in front of hundreds of people that they do not know and absolutely smashing it out the ballpark. And it every time it brings a, a lump to my to my throat every time at least two of the um future leaders will bring the entire room to to tears and um, there will be laughter whooping all sorts it's so such a heartwarming event and you know when um this industry does get you know quite a bad um rap for not being inclusive for being closed off for not being that inspiring and then you know you read pieces like Emily's interview this week and then you go and see these people and you think actually this is a bloody awesome industry of and what you know let's get more of these people in it and then it really will um you know go places and why wouldn't people want to want to join it either to do you know their bit of it the people up on stage or you know come and do our bit of it and, and write about it as well because that can be that can be fun as well. So yes, the pitch. Go um, to the EG events page, click on the future leaders, register for the event. It's entirely free, um, but I promise you that you will take so much value out of this event and you will come away from it feeling uplifted and ready to finish out 2021 on a high. A great way to start the Christmas period by the sound of it. Yeah. And speaking of great ways to start the Christmas period, it's time. I know, Emily, you've been waiting for this. The last couple of times you've been on EGLSM, you've been disappointed. There hasn't been a quiz for one reason or another. I know you've been gutted, but uh, I have thrown <laughs> one together this week. Um, it's, uh, it, it's returning to its usual format after the brilliant improvisations of Emma, Pui and Tim last week. Uh, I definitely will uh, have to think about implementing some of their ideas, uh, buzzers possibly in 2022. But uh, for now, it's the classic three questions each in mini penalty shootout format. And I have been relatively kind this week. Uh, but uh, to listeners, uh, if, if Emily's internet does cut off now, uh, it won't be wholly surprising. It's a huge coincidence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Emily, would you like uh, the odd numbers or the even numbers? um i'll go first you'll so, go first yeah. okay you're I'll... shooting first to put the pressure on right question one who has been appointed to conduct an extensive external review into the governance and purpose of the rics oh my god now see can i just caveat this by saying 
you have been moving heads. I am entirely aware that's a very very easy question and but I don't know how to pronounce I'm so I don't know how to pronounce the surname is it like Richard or Ishard? Well, is it, I have to admit I'm desperately Richard? hoping it's like Richard I think it will be a great name <laughs> if it's like so uh, that's so, yeah that was <laughs> so, so what's sure the answer Emily <laughs> um Lord Bitchard which no Bitchard Richard <laughs> <laughs> Uh, does Sam, sorry, yes, you get the point. Sam, do you know how to pronounce uh, his lordship's name? Uh, Bichard? I don't Bichard. know. I, no, uh, I've not, made that up. I don't know. At but all. how his not parents... Bich- I would say Bichard. How did his parents resist calling him Richard? It's it's a mystery to me. <laughs> if I was called that, that's uh, definitely uh, what my firstborn son would be called. Um, right. Why question. were you not called Harold? <laughs> uh, my grandfather. My grandfather was called Harold Harold. Uh, no. Yes, first name Harold with one R, second name Harold with two R's. Uh, just to confuse everyone. Uh, he went by his middle name of Bert. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Sam, your first question. Which oft discussed company looks set to benefit to the tune of 150 million from the sale of the freehold of one of its London office buildings? Ah, oh, well, this, um, I believe, is um, WeWork. It is, it is indeed. Okay, one one. One exciting okay. stuff. Emily, now onto the missing words round of the quiz. Supply of new blank drops for the first time in eight years. Supply of new blank drops for the first time in eight years. That could be that could that could surely be anything. I mean, <laughs> it, it could. Uh, if, if you limit it to things we not. might be writing about. Uh, <laughs> I think, no, I think this was a possibly an Emma Rossa story. Well, I mean, su- supply of new homes, supply of new Correct. stuff. Correct. Supply- Two one to Emily. Hurrah! <laughs> <laughs> Toilet roll. <laughs> <laughs> Toys, you name it. It could 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 genuinely be anything. Um, Not from apparently... Asda though. They've chartered a tanker, haven't they? Oh, okay. Apparently, uh, cat vaccines. Uh, there's a global shortage of cat vaccines. I learned today whilst trying to book our cats into the vets to be vaccinated so that they can go into a cattery over Christmas. Oh. So who knew? Uh, there you go. Well, um, e.g., like Sunday morning, listeners know now. Exactly. If you so if if you've got cats out there needing vaccines, uh, get in touch uh, with your vets quick. That's that's my hot take for this week. <laughs> uh, Sam, your second question. Blank criticised over carbon-heavy scheme. Oh, Blank this criticised over carbon. This is this is magic and sparkle, isn't it? Like <laughs> it is indeed. M and S. It is. It is. It's uh, yeah. Uh, have they have they announced a, a rethink yet? Surely it's only a matter of time. Yeah, I mean, it, basically, you don't want to do anything around Marble Arch this year, do you? Because <laughs> no. you're going to get get in for a picking. <laughs> okay, two two. Uh, so it'll all be settled by the diary round. So, Emily, which video game series is inspiring an immersive experience at Camden Market next year? Which video game series? Yes, which video game series? I bet you would have had this on, did you have like a um, Nintendo Wii or anything, Emily? I've never had one of those. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one of those modern mod cons modern technology did you just have um, a game boy in tetris 
pretty much. I mean, <laughs> I, I had that and um, Super Mario Kart as well. Oh. I had. Ah, well, you, you don't need anything other than Mario Kart. That's that's all you need. Yeah. But uh, sadly, it's I not Mario Kart. I'm entirely honest and say that I've got absolutely no idea. Okay, Sam, would you have got this one right? I would have got this because I did have Nintendo Wii and I did have this game. I know it was available on other platforms. Uh, <laughs> I found it really difficult. It's really rubbish at it. But of course, always wanted to be Lara Croft and I'm sure you Tomb did. Raider. Uh, yeah, so it's still 2 2. So to win the quiz, Sam, you okay. have to answer this correctly. What? Okay. Diary also features a little mini real estate Christmas gift guide. Uh, featuring a luxury bronze chess set depicting the London skyline that I keep being bombarded with on social media. (laughs) But does it cost A, £1,000, B, £3,000, or C, £5,000? Bronze, did you say? Bronze, bronze. I think that's £5,000. It isn't £5,000. Emily, what would you have said? Always go for the middle. Three thousand pounds. Yeah. Three thousand pounds would have been correct. So it's it's a oh. it's a dead heat too too. And I'm very excited about this because I've been waiting what seems like months to bring out the tiebreak question. Oh. The tiebreak question, and it's going to be closest to the answer wins. Is what issue number is this week's EG? Emily, I'll let you guess first. What issue number is this week's EG? Oh my god! Can I? I mean, my answer is I've got absolutely no idea. Um, <laughs> Actually, hold on. I should I should get you to I should get you to both say a number on three. Otherwise, Sam gets the opportunity to just just. I know. I think I know what it is because I know that we uh, in twenty twenty one have published fifty one issues. Oh, we'll publish fifty one issues in total. Uh, uh, I can we, tell you that the the ha- have, number on, on the front cover is a I lot bigger than that. Oh. Oh, so oh, I don't know then. It's the overall, yeah, I believe it's the overall issue number on the front cover of the of the magazine. From the beginning of time. From From the beginning beginning of time, time, as far as I'm aware. How many? How is it in the thousands? It is. Tens of thousands. No. Okay. All right. So in the thousands. Four thousand seven hundred and sixty-two. Okay. Four thousand seven hundred and sixty-two. Sam. I'm gonna go. Five thousand. No, what did you say? Four thousand seven hundred sixty-two. I'm going to go four thousand seven hundred and sixty-five. And the winner of this week's <laughs> quiz is Emily Rice. Oh, Alex, it was yes! less than that. What was it? <laughs> the issue number on the front page of this week's EG is two thousand one hundred forty-nine. Oh. Uh, I don't. We were you both know, I have no idea how it's calculated. Does that or, or mean we've in... only published one a year since the beginning of time? Not even, <laughs> maybe a, a few specials. Yeah, since the, since the year of, of Jesus's birth, yes. just, just, just one a year on average. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we need to step that up. Yeah, other time frames are available, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose so. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Emily, how does it feel? Do you know, it feels fantastic, but apparently my car is blocking the final removal van, so I am actually going to have to go. But I'm absolutely <laughs> delighted. So okay, I'm sure you, won, uh, and I feel I feel on top of the world. OK, you go and <laughs> go and skip to your car uh, and, uh, <laughs> and get out of the way of the removal people. Thank you both uh, for 
showcasing your immense talents uh, on on this week's uh, uh, episode. And Sam, you you have one more regular talent to uh, to to show off to the listeners, as I say, as I do every week. You have been listening to E.G. like Sunday morning. That's the E.G. E.G. like Sunday morning. Oh, oh, oh. If people could see me swinging as well, that'd be funny, wouldn't it? Oh, <laughs> we'll do a video one maybe one day. Yeah, but there we go. There's my non-talent. <laughs>